1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up
0: for lead guitar. You're in
1: cool <laughs> yep even easier than that and with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts is it even a decision that's banking reimagined what's in your wallet terms apply see capital one.com bank for details capital one and a member fdic thanks for tuning into americana music profiles the next episode starts right now
3: you are tuned in to another edition of americana music profiles Brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and Americanamusicmagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tuttweiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. Singer-songwriter John McDonough has been performing his music for nearly six decades. Originally from Chicago, John spent 25 years in Austin, Texas before moving back to Chicago in 2020. In 2021... His CD, Second Chances, was nominated for Album of the Year by the Josie Awards and Blues and Roots Magazine. John joins me on this edition of Americana Music Profiles to talk about his new EP, will Answer the Call. Hi, John. Welcome to the podcast today.
2: Hi. It's, I'm very happy to be here.
3: Yes, sir. Good to talk to you again. We spoke... Um, uh, almost a year ago, um, and you were uh, just getting ready to um, release Second Chances, I think was the name of that record. That's,
2: that's right. That's yeah. right. An acoustic CD called Second Chances about yeah. a year ago. Yes. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So uh, uh, lots of stuff has happened uh, you know, between now and then, and you've got a new record out. But um, uh, for those folks who, who didn't get a chance to uh, listen to our earlier conversation, um We'll direct them back to uh, June 1st of 2021 on AmericanaRhythm.com, and they can find that conversation there. But um, uh, for those that that would just want to jump in with us now, give us just a little bit um, of your story. Uh, If I remember correctly, you spent quite a few years in uh, counseling and psychotherapy before you decided to, to check out of that and jump into your music full time.
2: That's exactly right. <laughs> so, so lots of changes. Um, so I was in Austin, Texas, for twenty five years. and um, and there I was uh, a working musician and but also a psychotherapist. so sort of doing music on the side. <laughs> and um, and that was great. and but about eleven years ago, I just hit a point where i I just um I was, getting quite burned out with, uh, doing therapy and decided to take a break. And that break has turned into 11 years of doing music full time now. So,
3: yeah, yeah.
2: So uh... I think, uh, yeah. So I, I think I'm officially retired from therapy at this point and just <laughs> going to do music. But, uh,
3: <laughs> I, I can imagine you brought some pretty good stories with you to influence some of your songwriting though.
2: Yeah, no, I did. I did back then. I, a lot of times I did. Um, because lots of my clients, you know, would really move me with their stories. And yeah. I would find that, you know, I would find myself expressing some of their stories in my songs, you know? And, and uh, then the other big change that happened is, that, um, at the end of October of 2020, I moved to the Chicago area. Okay. And like I said, that was a big change. Cause yeah. I was in Austin for 25 years. Yeah. And, uh, but it's going well, it's been a good move. And, um, and, uh, so, I mean, I'd spend a lot of time in the area. My family's been here forever. So it wasn't, I knew what I was thinking into. So that, uh, that was home. A
3: yeah. That was home originally for you then. So you went from Chicago to Austin.
2: Yeah, sort of. I never, um, uh, my family moved to this area when I was about 16 or 17. Okay. So I wasn't really, I didn't really grow up or I wasn't really from this area. Um and I actually honestly, I never really liked it, which is why I left immediately after high school <laughs> I, I, I I ran back down south for warmer temperatures yeah and uh but they've been here ever since okay so um over over all those years, I've spent a lot of time here and um after twenty five years, I just felt like I was ready for a change, and Austin has changed a lot right and I, it has. I felt like my music would go over better um in this area and and more so the East Coast, so that yeah. was a big impetus for the change. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. So the when we spoke last, uh, Second Chances had just uh, kind of had just kind of come out, and um, you actually had some pretty good success with that. I think you were nominated for Album of the Year. A couple different uh, entities acknowledged that. <laughs>
2: Yes. So, uh, that was very exciting. The people did really respond. Uh, and so, which was, I, I was so moved by it because uh, I was a little bit nervous when you do an acoustic CD, especially this one was so stripped down. It was only two acoustic guitars, two vocals and a little string section. Mm. And so, you know, the songs it, it, are really exposed and I feel like, you know, the songs have to be good to hold up with it being right, so right. stripped down. Yeah. And, um, but, you know, that's also how I write all my songs. It's just me and acoustic guitar. Mm, so mm-hmm. I sort of felt like it was also sort of um, honoring how the songs maybe should have been recorded the first time, mm, you know. Okay. yeah. And, uh, and so, yeah, so people really responded. And so there's a big um, independent organization called the Josie Music Awards, um, actually out of Nashville. Mm-hmm. And uh, they nominated the CD for Best Album of the Year. And then another um, organization called Blues and Roots Magazine, that's based in America and in Australia, mm-hmm. uh, they nominated it for Album of the Year. That's so awesome. I was I was very excited and very happy yeah. because I did not see those things coming. Yeah, you know, right. yeah, at all.
3: And and you released that kind of on the, the heels of the uh, the the heart of the pandemic and the lockdown. Were you able to get out with that record and and share it with live
2: audiences? You know, not as much as I'd hoped, which was um, disappointing, uh, because, I mean, I did get out, I did play a lot of local gigs around the area, Mm -hmm. and so that was good. Mm -hmm. I didn't really get to tour with it, because as you know, the pandemic, it just kept coming and going and coming and going, and every time I tried to plan something, you know, another wave would hit. Mm -hmm. So I haven't really been on the road for a couple years. So that was the only frustrating thing, is I didn't feel like I got to really get out and support it live as much as I'd hoped I right. would. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I think so, a lot of musicians were in that boat, yeah. Exactly, exactly.
3: So um, a year later, you've got a new record out, and, and this, if I'm understanding correctly, is a, a bit of a change in direction for you?
2: Well, yes and no. So this is a it's an, it's an EP, which is the first time I've ever done an EP. Mm-hmm and um so it's five songs and it's a concept ep Mm -hmm. so it's telling it's telling this a story of something that um i mean it's not so none of the songs are about me Mm -hmm. um so i am obsessed with this story i'm not sure if you're aware of it but um uh, have you read the book called "The Boys on the Boat" by any chance?
3: No, I, or I uh, heard of that story. Yeah, I, I want you to tell the story. I, in doing some, you know, making some notes for a call here, I, I was fascinated by um, your, your fascination with this story and, and uh, you bringing it to music. So I was excited yes. to, to hear about it.
2: Okay. Well, I appreciate you calling it my fascination because most people call it my obsession.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that would mean true. that you'd have to go back to your psychotherapy years and get some
2: work done. So uh, let's That's just call right. it a fascination. <laughs> F- fascination sounds a little bit more healthy That's than right. obsession. That's right. So I, I appreciate that. So um, it's, it's this unbelievable story. And I read this book by Dan Brown, uh, which introduced me to the story of um, – it's it's about joe rance and the washington husky rowing team mm-hmm. of the early 1930s and uh, and they ended up going to berlin for the 1936 olympics mm. and winning gold mm. and it's just this and joe rance had this unbelievably difficult childhood and uh was Uh, basically had to take care of himself at 10 Hmm. and was totally abandoned by his family at 15. And somehow through all that had, had the, um, the perseverance and the character and the the intellect to get himself through high school, get himself into college, uh, make the rowing team, even though he had never rowed before in his life, uh, because this was the only way he could afford to stay in college, was to be on the rowing team. Right. And then, uh, and he was just a tough, you know, a tough, strong kid. And, and the whole team was full of kids like that. It was during the Depression. Mm-hmm. It was out West. You know, it was, uh, back then Seattle was a, uh, and Washington State was just, you know, a rough and tumble place.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and so it's just this unbelievable story of these kids that came together with difficult backgrounds during a difficult time. And, um, and ended up going to Berlin and winning the gold in 1936. Wow. And um, and on top of the story of all that, you know, you've got what was going on in Berlin and right. Germany at the time. Um, that's all part of the story. And I'm a big history buff and really into World War II. And um, you know, speaking of my psychotherapy, this is where it still comes into play so much because I love reading books and watching documentaries about people, especially people that have been through through. Such difficult times, and been able to come out the other side mm-hmm. the other side mm-hmm. and so so I was so moved by this story. I mean, I read the book several times, um of course go Goog- googled everything I could watch on YouTube, which is not much, considering it took place in thirty six but there right. are clips out there, really okay and um and then, <laughs> and then to top it off, the boat that they actually used to win gold in Berlin in 1936 has been restored and it's hung up in the boathouse in washington now wow and uh yeah it's just it's a beautiful boat it's a it's a work of art Hmm. you know and obviously the history and i actually flew out to seattle to see the boat (laughs) (laughs) that's how that's how fascinated i was with the story yeah yeah. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, so then I ended up like I just sort of I ended up writing these five songs, telling the complete story and in in in, uh, in five songs and put out the EP. Uh, and it's going to come out June 17th. And I think it came out really good. So I'm excited to share it with people.
1: We're going to take a quick break from the interview. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the interview.
2: What is
3: it about this story I mean you've elaborated some about your history and interest in history and that kind of thing, but why this story you know it's so long ago and and uh, unfortunately probably not on the minds of many people anymore What is it that about this particular story that made you want to go all the way to the point to write songs about it and record an
2: album you know i think I think there's just so many levels to it that and um because it's not only the story of joe rance which is he's the main focus of the book mm-hmm. um but you know even like there's there's the 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 guy uh george pocock is his name who built the who built these eight-man boats mm-hmm. for, for rowing back then mm-hmm. and uh he was from england he also had an incredible story and ended up working in the you know he had his shop in the washington boathouse so he Mm. was very connected with this team Mm -hmm. he came from england with his brother at like um he was 20 his brother was 22 they literally had 40 dollars to their name um didn't know anyone you know they ended up well they came to canada first then ended up in america um and he was like you know became the best boat builder in the country Hmm. and you know, and so he he had a fascinating story. The coach had a fascinating story. Um, the other kids in the boat had interesting stories, and um, and then, like I said, then you add it to the backdrop of what was going on in Germany and with them ending up in Germany in the Olympics. Right. I think what's what caught what just got me is just so many stories intertwined in this, and uh, so many amazing stories. Mm-hmm. And so many stories of perseverance and just overcoming obstacle after obstacle, unbelievable odds of mm. overcoming these things, mm. um, you know, just uh, just moved me so much. And my plan was not to write these songs. I mean, I read the book a couple times and just loved it. And, um, you know, then, like I said, I was then I went out to see the boat and um you know, I, and I don't know, I, I actually can't remember a time. I can't remember like what made me go. I'm going to write these songs. I don't remember a moment <laughs> yeah. when that happened, Yeah. Um. but it just sort of happened. And, um, and then I just sort of got really, and I always joke too that my life is really boring, which is a good thing. You know, there's just little <laughs> drama right. in my life. Right. Right. And so I often will write songs about other people that are, having you know lives that are far more interesting than mine mm-hmm. and and having experienced things that i have not experienced yeah you know and yeah. so this was obviously a opportunity for that on a grand scale yeah you know
3: do you, how do you plan to share uh, will you will you play these songs in a row when you get a chance to share them out is there a a, a concept with the with the story that you use that you're going to use to present it
2: You know, that is such a good question and something I've been struggling with because I have been playing the songs recently um, with the release coming up. Mm -hmm. And I sort of have to gauge it gig by gig, Mm. uh, because if I if I have a gig where people are really listening and it's it's a listening audience and I can talk about the songs and talk about what's going on then I will play the songs back to back or at least maybe like say two or three back to back. And Mm -hmm. then maybe the other couple a little bit later in the gig. But if I'm playing a gig and I do play these gigs, you know, where I'm playing like say in a bar or restaurant Mm -hmm. and you know, people are talking and laughing and wanting to hear classic covers. Um, you know, that makes it tougher to play them back to back and talk about them. Yeah. So then I sort of sneak them in here and there. <laughs> right,
3: right, right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and I, I say a few words and try to get their interest, you know, but right. I understand the situation. I understand what they want. Yeah. So, you know, my 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 dream, my goal is to be able to play listening rooms Full time, mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. people are there to hear me and hear the music, where I can really talk about the songs and talk about the story and play them back to back. That is my uh, goal. Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah. Okay. Well, it's but kind of. Um, a... like said,
2: up to this point, I've had to sort of gauge it gig by gig. Yeah, go, sure. Go there, yeah. You
3: know? yeah. Um, well, I'll kind of use that as a segue into another question, uh, which is kind of off the subject, but uh, reading through. Um, the notes uh, I noticed kind of a, towards the end there, um, it mentions you, you being interested and ready to get back into um, Roxy, which is a, an RV apparently that you have yes. together that uh, hopefully will be able to uh, you'll be able to get out and and share your music beyond just the Chicago area. Uh, tell us a little bit about that.
2: So, yeah. so So um, about four years ago, I. I bought this uh, a small RV for the sake of touring, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, and I I was pretty nervous about it. Everyone was t- well. So I'm six foot three, so me in a small RV, you right? Yeah, can be a bit of a problem. I can identify, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, and everyone around me was like telling me, you know, John, you're not gonna you're gonna spend three days in this thing and and hate it. You know, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But I <laughs> I, I, I Stuck to my guns and I bought it, and it's been a great thing. I've had a blast in it. Mm. I mean, I wouldn't want to live in it full time, but you know, I I've go before the pandemic hit, I would go out for three or four weeks and, and travel around and play music, mm. and then come back home, and it was you know, it was it was really fun. So I'm so excited. I my plan is to get back out in um, fall, mm, okay, and uh, and actually hit the East Coast and and do that. Um, you know, I I had a big tour set up, but then I had to cancel it with the pandemic. I started to set up a second tour, and then had to cancel it because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So this time I've been a little bit more wary, and I'm I've been waiting to make sure that you know nothing was going to have to get canceled mm-hmm. before I tried to set it all up again. Yeah. But yes, and uh, her name is Roxy, and uh... <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh and uh and it's great like i said it's it's a lot of uh i just have a lot of fun and it makes life a lot easier sure you know, having it yeah uh, after the uh if i have a late gig or something to not have to worry about finding a hotel and to right. not have to worry about packing my stuff up and getting it into a hotel you know makes life a lot easier yeah so it's been great
3: yeah yeah, yeah that's cool it, so- it sounds <laughs> exciting I, I i've heard a few other stories of some musicians doing it that way and it seems to be kind of an uh, a thing that's uh, that they've done, but it seems to be one of those things that's starting to become more popular, um, as, as musicians are kind of in some ways trying to reinvent, uh, how they get around and how they share the music with the, the pandemic's changed so much. So, um, yes, I, I think it'll be, uh, it's exciting to hear that story. Um, what's next obviously you you want to get this c d out and share it with folks um more more uh, original material on the way are you working towards a full length album
2: yeah you know um so I have more songs uh that are written and some more that I would like to write that are about me mm-hmm. um, but then i um i also have uh, um my other interests that actually has sort of <laughs> My new fascination, <laughs> since I've sort of gotten past the voice in the boat a little bit, is I've gotten really into the civil rights movement. Okay, And, um, and so I have – I like to – when I really get into something, I like to actually go to the place and, and see where things happen. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so my, my new plan for February – is I want to travel down to the south and go see all these spots where things happen for okay. the civil rights movement yeah. in Alabama and um, you know um, places like that. So you know I'm actually sort of thinking about doing another concept EP hmm. reg- w- which regarding civil rights um, moments. Mm-hmm. And then, but, and also combining that with an EP, another EP of songs that are about me mm, okay. and then sort of maybe releasing them back to back within maybe an eight month period or something right, like right, that. So okay. that's sort of my long-term plan right now. Um, it's, but, you know, so we'll see how that plays out.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's cool.
2: You know, it's, um, I never thought I'd do an EP. I sort of always thought that was sort of just like a cop out. Like, 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 yeah, I was like, you know, don't do an EP. Get to work and write some more songs and make a full length (laughs) CD, you know? Yeah. But I've realized with these sort of concept ideas that I've had recently, it works better by itself. You know, sort of putting out a CD that's half songs about the boys in the boat and half songs about me. You know, I just was realizing that's really not going to work. Mm-hmm. I need to have these sort of separate, um, you know, sort of separate entities.
3: Nice, neat little packages. Um, yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, so that's that's my plan. But um, uh, a lot of work to be done before I get back into the studio to start working on those things.
3: Yeah. You know? Wow. Well, yeah. what what an interesting life and and sort of a shift that's even a shift. in gear in the last. Twelve months, and so um, I, I I hope it does well for you. I'm I'm fascinated to hear. Now I want to go actually look up the story a little bit, and then hear hear your interpretation of the story through your music. So um, I, I hope it I hope it's received well, and um, you, you get a lot of success with it.
2: Thanks. Yeah, so far it has been. It's interesting because people are so um, intrigued with well, not only with the story of the boys in the boat but also intrigued that i would be so into this yeah that i would actually make an ep about it
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> sort
2: of like you have been right right it makes yeah. people go wait i need to hear this because right. this is sort of not you know not normal yeah, so yeah. um so yeah so thanks a lot so yeah so june 17th it comes out and i'm uh, i'm excited you know because i also wrote the songs in a way that i they're definitely about the boys in the boat, clearly, but I tried to also make them a little bit more universal so they can apply to anyone. Yes. Yeah. and uh, you know, people can find people can relate to them. Yeah, you know, uh, everyone can relate to them. Yeah. So I'm excited. That's great. Yeah,
3: yeah. Um, how can people uh, find you and and find the album and get a chance to hear some of the songs on it?
2: Yeah, so this is what I always tell people because my name is a mouthful and spelling it is sort of tough. So uh, I set up a Twitter account that is John M. Live, just J-O-H-N-M and live. Okay. And uh, if you go there, the very first tweet, it's a pin tweet, and the very first tweet um, consists of my website my facebook instagram okay good all the sites where people can find me so it just makes it easy sure so go to john m live on twitter and then you can pick and choose how you want to follow me and um and you can find me on my website and then from the songs will be on there june 17th but also on on my website you can easily find the links to spotify and apple music and all those things And, uh, and the music will be on there as well
3: yeah Awesome. Well, good. Thanks. So, John. Yeah. yeah. It was good talking to you again and uh, I wish you well with this and hopefully we'll get to do this again in about a year. <laughs> I'll look forward
2: to it and hopefully I'll see you in Virginia maybe when I travel down there in Roxy. So, Absolutely.
3: Uh, That'll be that great. Be well, yeah. yeah. Please let us know. We'll, we'll post your tour schedule. That'd be awesome.
2: Okay. Sounds great. Thanks okay. so much. Yeah,
3: Thank you, John. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the internet at
1: AmericanaRhythm.com. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next
0: up for lead guitar, you're in